Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com sunshine. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. On with the show. I think we should build a wall over Florida before we should build a wall over Mexico. <laughs> you are listening to the Pod Full of Sunshine podcast recorded live straight out of Florida, where it's illegal for anyone wearing a swimsuit to sing in public. So grab your orange juice, dump in that champagne, cut you a slice of key lime pie, and get ready for an hour of crazy, off-the-wall stories from the Sunshine State. Here are your hosts, Greg and Diana. Hey everybody and welcome back for another episode of Podful of Sunshine. I'm Diana. Greg here. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode where we tell you all the fucked up stories that come out of Florida. And beyond. And beyond. And when I say stories, I really mean news stories. Yeah, like news stories, like from the newspaper or like radio station. Who gets newspapers anymore? I don't know. You know what they do do is like if you follow them online on Twitter... And they're a newspaper. Now they charge you. I know. Well, they still got to make a living. I understand this, but I've been t- reading this article, the St. Petersburg Times or the Tampa Bay Times or whatever it's called these days, mm-hmm. for years. And then all of a sudden, they want me to pay for it. All I want to do is hear about my raise. Well, how much are they asking? I don't use it enough to pay $2. Mm. See, I have a subscription to the New York Times and Washington Post because I do read them a lot. Oh, and if I ever need to read those, I can use your subscription. Yeah, your subscription is my subscription. Anywho. This is true. Let's 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 move on. Uh, how's your how's your day, Greg? Well, my day was all right. I did a little bit of riding around today in my car and tra- taking people places. Um, I took somebody to the airport. I took somebody away from the airport. I saw a cop pull over a car pull in front of the car and somebody barreled out the door and started running i thought that was mm, i wonder what that was all about well he was probably wanted or <laughs> i think that's probably a good assumption so he was trying to get a head start on them i wonder if he got away I they mean, never get away they never get away no I, I feel that way too yeah so so what greg's not saying is we're having an actually really shitty day Oh, I tried not to think about that all day today. So, um, yeah. So that's not in my mind right now. I'm just going to um, forewarning listeners in about five seconds. You're going to hear me start crying. Um, but I will pull it together. No, she won't. So next Saturday, we will be putting our beloved Dakota down. The time she's really in bad shape. She, she just ran into the door earlier. <laughs> She can't see. She gets blinder and deafer. And I think she pees herself while she's sleeping. This morning she was laying there and there's just a big pile of piss behind her. And it's just, it's time. And I'm not like, because, you know, for the longest time we were like, are we going to know it's time? And I don't, I still, I guess, don't know it's time. I don't but think I it's think time, but it is time. It's time. Yeah. Like, so today's been a very rough day, very emotional Um I think I cried my mascara off by nine. <laughs> I had to have Greg come and bring me my mascara and some Visine because I'm the type of person when I cry, 
it's you can see it. Like my eyes get red and puffy, and my skin gets blotchy, and yeah, there's no like hiding it. <laughs> no hiding it. But that's what a good man does. He comes to work with mascara and visine and tissues and Xanax. <laughs> and, and Xanax. He comes I, to the rescue. Because I was like sitting at my desk because I, what had happened was I had called the vet to make the appointment. And I mean, I just started sobbing on the phone. This poor lady that answered the phone. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even spell my last name for her. <laughs> I wonder how they spelled it. Well, she ended up finding it. But I was just like, yeah. So it was a hot mess, and I'm back at my desk, and I'm trying with everything to pull my shit together, and I can't. Obviously, I'm still not pulling it together. What did everybody say at work? Um, no one really noticed, except for one girl. I was on the phone with you, and she came over. She's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, no, lady. Like, do you see me? Like, I'm not okay. Like, and like that's the worst thing. When you're not okay, and you're on the verge of tears, like... Don't ask someone if they're okay. Like, that's the worst thing you can do because then you're just going, Bleh. Yeah, don't do it. Sounds like, like I had um, let my friend Nikki know because she knows to cut her very well. She used to dog sit her. and But she knew well enough when we went on our first break this morning. Don't mention it. So we just avoided the subject. Oh, that was probably really smart of that's her. That's what you do. <laughs> Y'all talked um, uh, up shop, though. You and Nikki talk shop? Yeah, we talked a little fancy football, discuss oh. how our weekends were, and yeah. Cool. I like it. That's the last time I'll cry. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is today. Um, yeah, today. So me and the boys are training for a 5K. Well, good luck to you. So, I, I would like to try to train too, but it's hard for us all to run at the same time. We can't all run at the same time. And I'm not a very good runner. I just wanted to try it. Well, I've done like a bunch of 5Ks. I think I did the Gasparilla 8K. And so I like, but that's when the boys were younger and their sports schedule and school schedule wasn't so crazy. And Gavin hasn't been active since football season last year. So I'm like, you know what? Let's fucking like, so I texted Gavin to see if he wanted to start training with me. And he was like all down. So we ran Friday and Saturday and he did good, but he needs some running shoes. I didn't get those today. I was too busy. Well, we can grab them tomorrow. It's not a big deal. But the 5K will be on Thanksgiving. I think they call that like the turkey trot. I hope I'm not working. Well, if the boys are running with me, it doesn't matter if you're working. It does matter because it's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving, one of our favorite listeners, Lynette... You know what she's doing? Baking a turkey for Thanksgiving? She's trying to kill us. Oh, my gosh. She sent me this recipe for fireball whiskey pumpkin pie. Mm, That sounds deadly. We don't do fireball. Well, we... We used to. We used to. But, damn, that shit got us in trouble. It did. It got us an Uncle Date, Nate Nick's date every morning after, usually. Uncle Nick's is this local deli sandwich shop right down the road from us, and they make the best, like, breakfast bagels. They are so we'd always be so hungover, and we'd go get up. Even now, sometimes when we get hungover, we still go there. Yeah. I actually stopped there a couple weeks ago. I wasn't even hungover. I just wanted one of their breakfast bagels. But, dear Lynette, I'm going to politely decline this recipe because me and Fireball, not, not good friends. 
No, not good friends. I'm glad we don't pull out Fireball anymore when we're out partying. No. Did you see that fucking video of the woman that climbed into a lion's den in, like, New York? No, that was probably a tragic mistake. Well, here's the funny part. The lion didn't, I think it was a male lion, and the joke on Twitter was like, man, they're lucky the lioness wasn't around because it would have been a different outcome. Oh, was it the one where the girl was at a zoo and she like was waving at the lion? Yeah, oh, and yeah, then I did she see starts that. dancing oh, yeah. like a fucking moron. Yeah, that can't happen. Well, she did it. And then here's the best part is now she's taunting the police online. Well, I don't think that's legal. I think she's probably going to get arrested. <laughs> Hold on, let me Good for it. her. Hold on. Here's a video of her dancing in this cage. <laughs> See, the male lion's was like, uh, what are you doing, lady? The male lion was probably like, oh, she's a slob. And then she starts dancing like... I have never wanted an animal to act like they were an animal so bad right there. Like... That's just one of those where you deserve to get mauled. Although that would have been pretty traumatizing for the bystanders. That would have been traumatizing. Mauled. Where did I hear that word before, mauled? Mauled? Yeah. Well, when animals attack, they usually say mauled. I feel like it was an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Gosh, I need a, like a new like podcasting chair with like cushions and like armrests we do we need a whole new podcasting setup because i hate sitting at this table like i want comfy chairs i just don't know where to do it in our house i want our microphone stands to not be attached to a piece of our broken fence from outside um yeah Actually, i think this was one of the pieces that i bought to fix our broken fence i ideally one day would like to take the boys theater room their game room and make it into our podcast studio I don't think we really have to do too much out there. We're going to keep the paint in the pictures. Yes, we just need a setup of some sort. And we could honestly probably get like a desk or something out there and get rid of one of those um, couches and do it pretty soon. I mean, we would just have to kick the boys out when it's podcasting time. Yeah. Anyway, this dumb bitch with the lion. <laughs> well, she's a dumb bitch. So police, investigator, police investigators are reportedly seeking... Her for her arrest for trespassing. She apparently captioned the video because she posted it on her Instagram. I'm Karma, Dharma with the flames. I am 15 Cleopatras, believe me. Rapping and doing push-ups at the same time. My name is Queen Empress Maya Lari Israelite. And don't you fucking ever forget it. She was saying that? <laughs> that was like what she captioned the Instagram video of her lion. Thing. Oh wow! Yeah. So she was. She managed to escape unharmed. She's and now she's taunting the police, saying, "I have no fear of nothing." I hate when people use double negatives. It's you don't have a fear of anything. She's stupid, though. Just look at her. According to her friends, they're worried about her mental health after the string of recent videos. Yeah, yeah you fucking think? Yeah, she might be. Um, maybe she wants, is going to commit suicide. So you guys better be careful with her. Watch out for her. Okay, that's a bit. Well, I mean, she jumped in a lion's den. That's almost like... Maybe she was just doing it for the gram. Maybe for the gram. I guess so. We get Amber Alerts on our phone. Yeah, all the time. You Can should... you get closer to the microphone, please? It's nice when you're out and about, and that's all that goes off. 
I wish I could move it closer. Yeah. Well, move it closer. Back up and move the microphone closer. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, good. See, there we go. Now I'm ready to roll. See? Yeah. Perfect. Rock and roll. Let me move mine, too, so I can be leaning back. Yeah, that's how it... This Lean is the way to do it right here. Well, I mean, all you had to do was ask. Well, sometimes I don't like to touch your microphones. <laughs> yeah, so the worst part is when they go off, like, when you're sleeping. I could see how that could be annoying. Well, one man from Canada was arrested because he called 911 to complain about the Amber Alerts going off. A 70-year-old Canadian man was so annoyed when an Amber Alert phone message disrupted his rest that he called 911. And now he's being arrested, according to a news report. Apparently, five kids went missing, and the grumpy old man didn't seem to care about the reason. He just wanted his sleep. I kind of feel for him. Sir, you're 70 years old. I'm pretty sure you're tired. You have all day to sleep. It's missing children. Children come before old people. That's true. They do. <clears throat> Women and children get on lifeboats first. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing. I wonder if it is. I'm sure it is. Maybe. I wonder how long he'll be in jail for. I don't know. Hey, do you remember last week when we were talking about the dumbass in Colorado that picked up a bobcat? That's an honest mistake. Yeah, because another woman did it. <laughs> Hold oh. on. Let me find the story. Actually, I think this is the story I saw last week, and then I was like, oh, it's the same story. But now I, because she did think it was a harmless kitten. Pull it up, and how about you read it for us? Uh, Let me see if I can. Nope, I don't. All right, well, I got it. Okay, good. You just start sending me all these stories. I did. September 29th at 1.03 p.m. Is that Monday? It's all right. I got it pulled up. Oh, good. A woman unknowingly rescues a bobcat thinking it was a harmless kitten. And it comes from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, Tennessee. A Tennessee woman's good deed was not what it seemed, at least initially. She thought she rescued a cute, cuddly kitten. It turned out to be a bobcat darting across a busy street. The animal climbed all over Jill Hicks after it got in the car with her. I pulled over on the side of the road, got out, got it. It did run a little bit, but not fast and not far. I crouched down, picked it up, put it in the car with me, and it climbed all over me. After talking with the neighbors, she realized she actually rescued a bobcat. And that changed her plans for what to do with the little guy. Wow, yeah, she probably got rid of it. I was going to go home for dinner, give her a bath, and put her in bed with me. And when we decided she was a bobcat, I was like, eh, probably not. So they took her to her wildlife rescue. So maybe this is like... A common I, thing. Maybe they're just resemble they look like, cats. Yeah, they are. Bobcat. <laughs> Same family. Yeah. So I think so. Did you see the, uh, see this is stuff that can only happen in New England. The moose that got stuck in a pool. I did It happened in New Hampshire. So a moose got stuck in a pool. Holy moly. Live free or die. Did you know that was their uh, motto? Mooses? <laughs> Mooses. New Hampshire. I thought that was like the 007 thing. What was the 007 thing? Live free or die. Maybe they stole it from New Hampshire, but on their license plate it says, live free or die. Mm. Our dear friend Monica's from New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. A moose is rescu- rescued after getting stuck in a New Hampshire swimming pool overnight. Look at that, bitch. We will post this picture on our He's Instagram page. He's a big bitch. Page. Yeah, I don't know how he got in there and probably just jumped. <laughs> 
did a flying leap cannonball. Yeah. Homeowners in Bedford, New Hampshire, were shocked to find a moose in their swimming pool. Officials say the young bull found its way into the pool and was unable to get out after several hours, in part because the pool had no stairs. Well, what kind of pool has no stairs? Like, you don't have a shallow What about handicapped people? And it looks like it's a big pool, like, not one of those, like, ones that, I don't know. Like, why don't, yeah, why don't you have some sort of stairs? Yeah, that has to be, like, against code or something. I'm going to go with no. So this 800 bitch was stuck in there, so she called New Hampshire Fish and Game. Oh, who else would you call? I don't know. Crews at the scene placed a set of wooden steps in the pool and used a rope to coax the moose toward them until he was able to climb free. Be free, moose. Man, that moose was special. He got all cleaned up in the bathtub in the pool. Just wanted to take a little dip. Yeah, he was probably hot. Those hot hot summers in New Hampshire. This uh, story is titled, Oh, China. Stories from the Nap. Oh, yeah. Good job on that. China. They're not very smart, are they? Well, I actually think they're smarter than us, but whatever. Well, they probably are smarter than us. An airline passenger apparently just wanted some fresh air, and so she fucking tried to open the emergency exit door, but luckily it was before they took off. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> they said there's a video of it. Where's the fucking video? Wow, what a dumb bitch. Yeah, but in it you can see that the, it looks like she succeeded. The door's open. I wonder if the, like, parachute fell out. I don't know. I bet they were delayed a little bit. I mean, in her defense, airplanes get stuffy. Well, she should have turned the little air thing on the top. That shit don't blow worth a damn. It's like, it blows a little bit. Well, I don't know what to tell you then. She should have not done this. She probably got arrested. Women is sh- woman is shamed by a potential employer over bikini model pics. When 24-year-old Texan... Emily Clow applied for an internship at marketing company Kick-Ass Mastermind. She didn't expect to be shamed for a a months-old bikini pic on Instagram, but that's exactly what happened. The employer's name was Kick-Ass? Kick-Ass Masterminds. So you would think they wouldn't be very prudish. Yeah. I was objected earlier to a, today by a company. Objectified. Yeah, because of a picture of me in a bikini. The austin E. Is she from Austin? Austinite. Austinite tweeted to the tune of more than 2,500 likes. They claimed it made me look unprofessional. They screenshotted the photo, posted it on their Insta story, and called me out. I'm still baffled that the company handled it in such a manner. Clow then tagged the company's Twitter account. The company's post used screenshots of Clow in her swimsuits with text over the pics warning PSA. Because I know some of you applicants are looking at this. Do not share your social media with potential employers if this is the kind of content on it. I didn't think it was that bad of a picture. I, okay, that's all we really need to hear. There, yeah, it's just her in a bikini in a pool. It's not even like she's doing stupid duck faces or anything. Her she, bottom of her boobs are hanging out a little bit. But hey, I think that's the new trend these I days. I think that's the new trend. Well... I think after uh, Twitter went all nuts, they ended up deleting like all their social media, including Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Well, I mean, what a stupid mistake. Yeah. Kick-ass mastermind. First of all, you can't just take someone's random picture that they interviewed with you for and then post it. Like, Yeah. That's fucking... 
stupid. Real stupid. I want to know who the person was that thought of that because not a good... I know you're not supposed to post, like, stuff on Instagram that could be, like, you know, make employers be like, not a good idea. But this was just a typical bikini pic. Yeah, I... I'm, I don't know. Baffles me. Baffles me. Yeah. So pranksters break into a control room, post pornographic images to I-75 billboards. So, wow. Assholes or geniuses? I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I know. What a great fucking story for them yeah. to tell. This is out of Michigan. Yes, so I-75. Runs all the way through Michigan. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. They captured two people as they broke in late Saturday night. In particular, in this incident, we had a local billboard basically run by a system on site that is not staffed, which creates the perfect storm for someone to access it. Police said they appeared to be young white men wearing hoodie, sweatshirts, and glasses. They were wearing hazmat-like disguises when they broke into the shack, officials said. They got past the six-foot fence, securing the building, and uploading porn to the laptop that displayed on images on the billboard. Does it say what kind of porn? Like, is that hard porn, softcore porn? doesn't say, but they say they were in the shack for 15 minutes before leaving. So they uploaded their porn, and they were... Because if it was hard porn, I might have an issue with it, because some of that stuff's really, like, gross and violent. and But it's just, like, a little, like... Soft core porn on the side of the road. What, what? if your kid's watching it? Yeah, whatever. whatever. They gotta learn sometime. They're watching Skinamax late at night. Did you Are have they? Did you have Skinamax as a kid? No, I don't think so. No. Oh yeah, Skinamax after ten p.m. Have, yeah. is called Skinamax, and man, sometimes I would try real hard to stay up that late just oh. to watch those naughty movies. Naughty movies. Yep, this story. It's for you ladies. I mean, this could get kind of graphic, so just a little disclaimer for you guys and ladies and hopefully no kids. But there's a new invention. Women can now buy a sponge to simplify after-sex cleanup. A sponge is designed to clean up, and that's in air quotes, bodily fluids after sex. It's certainly not sexy, but most women will be familiar with a messy and somewhat undignified dash to the bathroom to freshen up after sex. And it's also very important to pee after sex and he blows his load in you because you don't want to get pregnant and get a UTI. I'm not saying that peeing stops pregnancy, but I think it like might help or something. But it can also cause a UTI. Yeah, so make sure you pee. In a bid to make life easier and less messy... The come and gone. <laughs> but here's, they spelled it C-O-M-E, not C-U-M, which I kind of dig. Promises to simplify after sex and by cleanup by allowing women to quickly mop up all the excess fluids. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's like a fucking mop for your vagina. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. I wonder where they're selling them at. Shaped like a little bit of a tampon. The sponge is made from... Okay, blah, blah. Let me see where Coming Gone is. Coming Gone. I can't believe... It's a great name. I like the wordplay. I like it, too. Especially because they spell it C-O-M-E. Yeah. Um, so the creator, who is a woman, 
says that the more she spoke with other women about the problem, because it's a problem women face, she thought it's ridiculous that there's not a hack for this. And many women just felt too awkward and embarrassed to talk about it. But it just so happens that I am the one friend who lacks a filter and has an outrageous sense of humor. So several iterations and one startup accelerator later, come and gone, officially came and gone to life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, because people always got to shit on it. People like, it's not good for the environment. Well, nothing's good for the environment, bitches. Never says where you can find it, but you can get a price. You can get a pack of 10 for $10. Oh, it's a pretty good deal. Of your cum sponge. Yeah. Huh. That could be the title of our episode, but spell it C-O-M-E sponge. Cum, cum sponge. sponge. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do. All right, I'm going to, when we move on to Oak Floor, I'm going to need you to pick up some oomph. You're yawning a lot, and I need some... uh... I got this. Okay. So let's move on to Oak Florida. Let's do it. Florida, yeah. Oh, Florida. Did you hear about the 20-year-old that was sentenced to 10 days in jails for oversleeping for jury duty? I didn't. That just seems like not a cool thing. That he skipped jury duty or he spent 10 days in jail for it? That he spent 10 days in jail for it. I mean, he overslept. So I thought the same thing because I'm like, well, Greg Smith's jury duty like once or twice and yeah i'm not in jail for 10 days but let me tell you what the headline is so misleading because i actually read the story fort lauderdale 21 year old deandre somerville got called in for jury duty he got up that monday morning and he went and he was selected for jury like he got selected to be on a jury so he goes home and the next day he overslept. He was supposed to be there by 9. He slept right through it. He woke up around 11 or 11.30. And he's like, eh, whatever. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Just didn't go. So it's not just like he missed jury duty. He missed being on a jury. Yeah, that probably screwed up everything. That screws up everything. Like, so I feel like I don't, maybe 10 days is a little harsh, but. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> the fact they thought, what's the worst thing that can happen? Bitch, you're on a jury. Yeah, you probably got jail time. You did. Ten, Ten days. days. Yeah. Well, I thought that was interesting. I really thought it was interesting because the way that all the headlines that I saw just made it seem like he just skipped that first jury summons. Oh, yeah. And yeah. not actual being part he was of a jury. a juror and then screwed up. Yeah. What a jerk. Do you want to do the next one? Yeah. A Florida woman is still at large after trying to steal merchandise from Walmart, then pepper spraying the loss prevention employee and threatening them with a knife. On Sunday, just after 5.47 a.m., Duranda Joe Ursley entered the Walmart at SR60 in East Lake Wales. Thirty says she shopped for over two hours before heading to the self-checkout registers. Loss prevention approached her and told her not to forget to pay for the sunglasses and backpack she was wearing. She reportedly said she no longer wanted the glasses and said the backpack was her boyfriend's. It always is. She paid for $16.34 worth of items before heading into the exit. She set off the security alarms and an associate stopped her. 
Police say she fled into the parking lot, dropping several cards with her name on them. Well, that's a mistake. Loss Prevention told Duranda that they had her IDs from the cards, and she followed them back into the store through the Loss Prevention office. She said she was on probation and had two children, and that she would return the stolen merchandise if they did not call law enforcement. Loss Prevention says she stole... $358. So, I mean, that's more than that backpack, I guess. It's her boyfriend's backpack. Yeah. <laughs> Before they could contact law enforcement, Ussery removed a can of pepper spray from her purse and sprayed it in their face. The incident was caught on video. How rude. Then she sprayed two other associates that were in the office with them. They got the pepper spray away from her, at which point she allegedly said she had a knife. Authorities say she pulled out a knife that had a blade of three or four inches long. They also said she made a motion that she was going to stab them and raised it over their head. Stabbing you. The two associates were able to escape the room and block her swinging of the knife while backing away. I hope she didn't forget her boyfriend's backpack when she ran out. I hope not. She, The vehicle and the driver were located, but she's still at large. Wow, that's Crazy. Crazy. You know what else is crazy? What? One Florida pastor that's turning stripper poles into pews. Yeah, I gotta like that. A West Palm Beach church is planning on making a strip club into a house of worship. I mean, to be fair, there's lots of men and women that go there and they worship. Just maybe not who you want them to worship. The lead pastor, Josh Manui. Oh, he's cool sounding. Yeah. Told WPC he's been working on a deal to buy what used to be Double D's Ranch. I like it. I don't mind being in a building that was a strip club any more than I mind somebody walking in our doors that had at one time in their life been a stripper. What about if they're currently a stripper? Are they still allowed to go into your church? Yeah, why not? Well, he said that at one time. God forbids gives everybody. God is good. God is good. The Palm Beach Post confirmed the church was negotiating with the owners of Double D's Ranch to buy the space and all its assets. I wonder what assets they had. Like, I wonder if they had like stripper poles. You think they'll keep the stripper poles up? No, I think they're going to gut that place. I mean, maybe like the Lord will just move through them and people will want to just swing from the poles. That's true. It could be like one of those ones where like people like pass out because they're so much in like when they're preaching. Oh my God, can I tell you this fucking story? Yeah, please do. <laughs> so, born and raised Catholic, super conservative, like nobody feels the Lord move through them, right? So years, many, many years ago, like my brother was married and he lived in Philadelphia and him and his now ex-wife brought us to this church. I'm glad I wasn't involved. And he was like, yeah, we found this church. We really like it. And it was a predominantly like black church. I get where you're going. No, you don't. (laughs) No, because it's not the typical hallelujah. So they start dancing and all these people are just feeling the Lord, man. They, some of these motherfuckers started talking in tongues and I'm, you know, Catholic, so all we do is sit prim and proper, and we kneel when we're told to, and sit up when we're told to. Some of these fuckers started speaking in tongues. I'm not even kidding. And at one point, like, I'm just like, 
thinking to myself, what the fuck did he bring me to? Right. And I look at my brother, and he looks at me out of the corner of his eye, and he just like kind of shrugged his shoulders like, I have no idea what's going on. And he, afterwards, he's like, it's never been like that before. He's like, it was a cool, like, upbeat church before. And, of course, the one time I bring you, they start speaking in tongues and doing all sorts. I was waiting for them to, like, bring out, like, snakes and shit. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, you can't bring a poor little Catholic girl and throw her into somewhere where they start speaking in tongues. No, you can't. You cannot do that. That's just not cool. Not cool. Give her a warning, at least, Brian. Well, that's the thing. He didn't know. The past few times he'd been there, apparently the Lord wasn't as strong those previous weeks. Apparently not. Maybe they just saw me coming and like, that Lord needs some G- that girl needs some Jesus in her life. Yeah, she did. So um, this is another um, thing to do with a church. Churches everywhere. So this is out of Bradenton, Florida. Deputies say a woman who claimed she only wanted to use the bathroom and make some lemonade after she found <laughs> kicking a church door repeatedly has been arrested. How does she know the church has lemonade? Well, I don't know. Manatee deputies say they were dispatched for a suspicious person when they arrived. Authorities say they found Amy Salat, 32, repeatedly kicking the door of Bradenton Christian Reformed Church and screaming after an all-new person. Sounds like Amy needs to reform her life. Yeah, no shit. Deputies say she told them an unknown white man took her bag and went into the church, but no one was found inside. Instead, almost every room of the church was found to be ransacked, with items thrown in, in inside and outside of the church, according to the arrest report. She was looking for that damn lemonade. Yeah. Investigators say she later admitted to ransacking the church. I did not mean to trash the church. I just wanted to use the bathroom and make some lemonade, authorities claim she told them. A TV was scratched during the incident, and the total damage was estimated at $1,000. She was arrested and sent to county jail. She faces charges related to the damage at the religious site. All she wanted to do was make lemonade and go use the bathroom. Give the woman some fucking lemonade. Yeah. And let her take a pass. Jesus would have wanted her to... Have some lemonade. and t- Although, maybe they're like, you should have sweet tea. It's the South, after all. It is the f- South, after all. Sweet tea is good. Um, I have the last story. There's two stories. What else is there? All right, I'll just do the one and you do the other one then. This headline is, a Florida woman hides in stores ceiling for six hours to try and avoid a shoplifting arrest. I'm Man, that gonna, has to be crazy. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you're going to be caught, lady. Deputies say a Florida woman spent several hours inside the ceiling of a store to try and avoid being arrested on shoplifting charges. Around 7.30 p.m., the manager of Big Lots. Man, we don't have Big Lots much anymore. I think there's one on South Florida. I think it closed. Oh, well. Called the sheriff's office when she suspected a woman was shoplifting. The manager told deputies that a woman had gone to the restroom with a shopping cart full of items. Well, I mean, she's not being discreet now, is she? Uh, When the manager went to check on her, she found that garbage cans were blocking the door. The manager warned the woman that deputies were on the way and entered the restroom, only to find that the woman wasn't there and that several tiles had been removed from the ceiling. The deputies arrived, started removing ceiling tiles one by one, Spotted her several times, but she kept ignoring commands and was, like, dodging and weaving throughout the ceiling. 
They had to evacuate because they were afraid that she was going to fall through the ceiling. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, it would have. And while the searching deputies say they found the woman's purse, and inside there were three syringes and a spoon that tested positive for morphine. Five hours later, they got her, and she's been charged with felony criminal mischief, petty theft, possession of paraphernalia, resisting a merchant, resisting law enforcement without violence, and the sheriff's office says that she caused significant damage to the store's ceiling, ductwork, 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 <laughs> ductwork, and drywall. Big lot, big lots will be closed until repairs are completed. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I how don't see. How did she th- hop up there, though? Like, how do you? She hop- probably would got on top of the sink. But. So it's those like flimsy yeah, they po- things. Yeah, like, should... but what? You can't walk on them. Well, I mean, I guess when you're doped up with morphine, you can do anything. Yeah, I don't know what else to say, but yeah. Yeah. She probably like. There had to be something sturdy up there for her to walk on. I would imagine. I'm assuming. So I mean, or she would have fell through. Yeah. Maybe that's why she was ruining the duck work. Maybe. Yeah. What a real ducky thing to do. It's real ducked up. Ducked up. <laughs> man, we just crack ourselves up. We do. We're so cool. Our mom and dad jokes just, man. We're amazing. You're up. I can't find this one about the Porta John blowing up. Oh, that's because this is a stories from Lynette. Stories from Lynette. This is also one that involves death, but because it's so funny, we're going with it. Yeah, let's go with it. So, St. Augustine, Florida, authorities say a body was found in a porta toilet that caught fire and exploded at a construction site in North Florida. A St. John's County Sheriff's Office said investigators were not immediately available to identify the person, but believed it was a white female. They also did not know how the porta toilet caught fire. Porta yeah. toilet. Neighbors reported hearing an explosion early Saturday morning in their St. Augustine neighborhood. I mean, there's nothing left of it, one neighbor said. Another said investigators had to put on hazmat suits as they worked on the scene. So, I used to work in construction. Construction guys are gross. I would never go in a poor John. She was probably, like, shooting up in there, or she was maybe lighting up some meth or something, and it blew up. So, if it was full of construction guys' feces, we know their diet's not the cleanest. Well, I mean... Can you imagine what's in there, plus whatever she was doing in there that caused it to blow up? What person's feces is good? Mine. Mm. Have you seen my poop? No. No poop talk. So, yeah. (laughs) Anywho. Anywho. Exploding poop. Yeah. That's what Florida's all about. Exploding poo. All right, let's move on to sports. Yeah, let's do it. You want to talk about the Rays? The Rays, um, they're in the playoffs. They won a one-game um, wild-card game, and they got slated to play the Houston Astros, the 107-win Houston Astros of the season, best team in Is baseball. That a lot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten more than the Rays won, like four more than anybody else. And, yeah, um, they went against Verlander and – some other dude, they're two aces, and it just didn't turn out good for them. But today, they, back in Tampa, 
Trop was full to capacity, 30,000. First time all year, probably. Rocking out. And they ended up winning like 10-3. So that's good. On till tomorrow. Yeah. They got to win tomorrow, too. I don't have high hopes. Yeah, they're losing tomorrow. It just Astros are better. So I have a few stories that are sports related, but it's not really about sports, but more about the bands for sports. Okay, cool. The first one, stories from the net. Stories from the net. A high school football team with no band was invited a high school band with no football team to play at their game. That's really cool. A Michigan high school marching band had no football team to play for. But not too far away, a football team needed a band. Luckily, they found each other and completed the perfect pair. The match was made last night when the Glen Lake Lakers football team heard that their neighboring forest area marching band had no one to play for after their football team season was canceled. So they invited them to play. They played everyone kumbaya and happy. I wonder if they're going to play all year long now. I think that's something cool. It's like a match made in heaven. We don't have a football team, and you don't have a band. So why don't we play at all your games? And then they all can root for this team. Maybe they can even recruit some kids from the other school to play football with them. You know, that's not a bad idea. And it doesn't say... Well, if I was in charge, that's what I would try to do. But I'm not in charge. Maybe you should call them and recommend that. Maybe. But that leads me, did you see the Ohio State band thing? One of the best there are. The band or the football team? Both. The band? Hold on, let me... And I hate Ohio State. Let me just put that out there. But look, let me just say that back in my day, our band was fucking lame. Like, they couldn't do any sort of tricks. And this Ohio State marching band takes... Quote, one gigantic leap with a halftime performance. And it's a nine-minute performance, so I'm not obviously going to play it. But I will take some still pictures of the coolest parts and post it on our Instagram. Um, On Saturday, while the Buckeyes took on Michigan State, the marching band decided to try something out of this world for their halftime performance. Their performance was titled One Giant Leap which paid homage to America's space exploration with formations of rockets launching and Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. The summer marked 50 years since the moon landing, and this performance served as a great tribute and reinforces why they're the best damn band in the land. They are pretty good. So there was like one like where it had a rocket. Sh- like, And they're all formed with people. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. Like. And whoever choreographs that is fucking amazing. And the fact that the people can learn it, also amazing. While playing instruments, like, amazing. So it showed a rocket, and then it had the USA banner, like, down the middle. And then another one was, like, kind of like a stick figure. And in one of the arms is a flagpole with an American flag. And then the American flag comes down. So cool. Sounds cool. Makes me excited to even think about it. I mean... Yeah. I have never... I don't even think I know anybody that's ever been in a band. Like band band for school? Lynette said she's a self-professed band nerd. She was in band in high school. I feel like my Aunt Diane may have been in the band. My friend Katie was in a band. She played trumpet. So, Diane, if you're listening and you were in a band, send us an email. Yeah. So we know. Or shoot us a text. You have my number. So there was, I saw this on TikTok, and it's a band school band yeah 
and they're all playing trumpets and trombones. And the skill level of these people, of their choreography, I'm just going to show it to Greg, and then I will post this video on our Instagram page. Is it better than what J-Lo does when she choreographs stuff? I mean, let's compare an apples to oranges. Let's take a look. Let's just say that if there's one wrong move, someone's getting nailed in the face with a trombone. That's why nobody makes a wrong move. That is fucking impressive. I was watching that, and I'm like, I spent an hour just trying to learn the simple get-up challenge. I thought it was really good, too. You did a great job. I posted it on our Instagram page today since we didn't have an episode for them. Did you get any like, follows, views? Yeah, we got some views cool. and some likes, and yeah, I sure did spend over an hour on YouTube practicing that. And I videotaped it for her. And and what Greg a great husband. It. Man, I am winning. Husband of the year, hands down. Husband of the year, hands down. Best co-host ever. Nah, you probably could find a better co-host. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, me too. All right, let's move on to what the fuck. All right, our first what the fuck story. Where's this from? Ah, Canada. That's oh, our, Canada. It's our second Canadian story of the week. A pair of thieves pilfered a load of bull penises from a Canadian pet store. The duo allegedly swiped hundreds of dollars worth of dog treats, also known as pizzles, <laughs> from one of the pet zone shops in Newfoundland in Labrador. The store posted to Facebook on Saturday. We have video surveillance of them grabbing as many penises as they can and taking off. They tried to target a second store in the pet zone chain, but left empty-handed. What's up with bull penises? Like, is that the new thing? Like, hooves? Like, you know how dogs chew on cow hooves? Like, uh, Maybe they, like, dry up and they eat them. I don't know. Do, do bull... Do bull penises have bones in them? I don't think so, but I'm pretty sure a bull penis is pretty big. I mean, compared yeah, to what mine is, I'm it... sure it's huge. <laughs> but isn't it like flesh? Like, how 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 does that become a chew toy? Maybe they put in some alderhyde or whatever. Formaldehyde? Sure. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. We don't know. We're just making up I words. I think that's actually it, yeah. Um, bull penises, I've just never heard of. And the fact that they that's all they wanted, the bull penises. How much how much does a bull penis go for nowadays? I wonder if they were sticking those bull penises somewhere that the sun don't shine. Maybe they were interested in a big bull penis. They were using it as like a dildo or something. Pet owners might not even know that the stick is made from uncooked dried bull penis. In a small study, researchers researchers examined a small sample of twenty six bully sticks. I think I've heard of bully sticks. They're basically bull penises. Mm, sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I guess. Let's see how much one goes for. Oh, I think for a pack of them, this says like, that was probably like a big bulk of them, like $44. Now you can get yourself some big bull penises for dildos. Fuck dildos, man. All you need is some bull penis from your local pet shop. Yeah, I wonder if the feed store off of Old Highway 37 sells bull penises. There's Lay's only, Western Wear, I think it's called. There's only one way to find out. 
A Long Island man returned home to find an unwanted guest. A stranger wrapped in a shower curtain snoozing on his bathroom floor. I feel like we always have a lot of stories where someone breaks into someone's house like unwanted and unwelcome. Well, it's an honest mistake. You get rip-roaring drunk. <laughs> Is that... How many times have you gone into someone else's house that wasn't yours? I haven't, but I should really... Maybe my friend James would know. James, if you're out there... Let me hear about stories of you going to people's houses and passing out. James? This guy I work with. He, he does this often? Um, he gets drunk often. So. Have you heard stories of him going in someone else's house? No, but I've heard stories of him being fucking blackout drunk. Okay, well that's like almost fucking everyone yeah. at some point in their life. Well, anyway. I don't think I know one person that's ever gone into someone else's house. Well, that police officer that shot that guy went into somebody else's apartment, but I don't think she was drunk. I think she was just stupid. Two was just stupid. Anyway, go on. Go on, sorry. So, this was around 8 a.m., September 1st. The homer, who cops haven't named, quickly snapped a picture of the groggy-eyed Goldilocks wannabe and then walked outside to call 911. But when he stepped away to make the call, the dozing delinquent bolted, cops said. The residents told cops he first grew suspicious that someone might be inside his pad... I can't remember somebody calling their house a pad. What the f- why the fuck did they call it a pad? Uh, his bachelor pad? Come over to my pad, yo. When he noticed mud on a wall of a particular under-construction condo complex near his unit. Maybe it was poo. Along with an open window at his place. Well, your window was open, so yeah. On Friday, police released a picture of the non-pulsed powder... Prowler sitting on the tidal white bathroom floor, sporting a mustache and a blue t-shirt. I must ask you a question. Why did you break into my house? Did you see that? Another mom joke? Man. No, that's good, I'm just, though. I'm just rolling with them. Maybe it was Gardner Minshew with the mustache we that was there. We will post a picture of this bro, broski, on our Instagram page. Follow us at Podful of Sunshine. Looks like he has a construction hat, too. All right, let's move on to Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. So, this story, I'll do the first one and you can do the second one. All these stories like this are really heartwarming. So, the funny thing is is that I had seen this post on social media about this guy that, you know, a veteran that had died but had no family, and they were encouraging people to go. And I was like, you know what? I would go. Like, But then, like, I read the article, and it was, like, during the week. And then you can't go. Yeah. So, but you know what? Lots of people freaking went. Like, I follow one of the newspaper people. The, not newspaper, the like news anchors. And he went and he was stuck in traffic. And he's like, I've never been so happy to be stuck in traffic because this just means so many people went. And over 2,000 people went to this veteran's funeral that had no family. I love that. That is so heartwarming. It's like. And this was right here in uh, Florida. Oh, good old Florida has something positive out of it. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. So when it, they come, you got to take them. You do got to take them. 
So a Canadian, another Canadian story. Damn, Canada. What's going on out there? I love Canada. We should move there. We've never been to Canada. How do you know if you love it? I just love that they have universal health care. And Robin Shabotsky's from Canada. And, and I mean, she's pretty cool. She is cool. Um, they have Mounties. Their police are called Mounties. Like, come on. Like, that's awesome. It's cold up there, though. Yeah. I hear on the uh, West Coast, like, I don't know what's right above, like, Washington State and Oregon. Montreal, I think. No, or- Montreal's on the east. Vancouver. I don't know. Whatever above that is, is it's not so cold. Like, they don't get a lot of snow, but it's more milder, but it's still, like, not Florida. No, not Florida. All right, so this is... Canada. Canada. Thunder Bay, Ontario. Never lose hope, and it might just pay off. At least it did for one man in the Canadian province of Ontario. Mike Pollas says he got the greatest phone call of his life on the afternoon of September 20th. It was from an animal shelter in Winnipeg. The shelter asked Mike his name and if he had a dog named Jack. Mike told the shelter that he lost Jack four years ago in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and his, to his surprise, the shelter said they got Mike's information off a microchip and a lost dog they had found. So Mike, his girlfriend... Sister and her husband hopped in the car and made the 400-plus-mile trek to the animal shelter in Winnipeg. And that, my friends, is why you should always chip your dog. Because when they get taken to the shelter, they always scan your dog for their chip. Then the sweetest reunion took place between a man and his long-lost best friend. Mike said that as soon as they brought Jack out to him... His life instantly felt normal. Craig's about to cry. Like you're in your voice. This little dog got his owner back, and his owner got his dog back. Best story for us to be reading this week. Like we obviously got this story before, you know, Dakota. Yeah, Eddie said we were taking Dakota to the pound. I was like, no, she's just going to camp. Who said that? Eddie. Oh. My mom says when she puts dogs down that uh, they're going off to college. I wanted to use that word, but I kind of messed up because I was yelling at Rosie. <laughs> and I wanted to be polite to Addison outside while she was waiting. So I said hello to her like a good person because she is going to be uh, my daughter-in-law someday. Someday. So, We're um, prearranging Gavin's marriage. Or Blake's. Or Blake's. We don't know yet. Whichever one. Yeah, so. Yep. Is there a video of this reunion? Um... Yeah, but it won't load, so oh. we'll just believe. Well, that's a pisser. Yeah, but this dog looks cute, and his owner is super happy. I, I mean, mean, why wouldn't you be happy? I'd be happy. I wonder what Jack did for four years. Yeah, it doesn't say. I mean, they probably don't know. He probably was just wandering around and living off the earth, living off the land. <laughs> trying to see if I can get it to load. Oh, my God. All right, this is a fucking one. Fuck off. Yes, story. God. All right. So that wraps up another episode. But boys, tell a joke are coming up first. (laughs) Don't skip ahead, brah. Well, the jokes are lamer and lamer every week. I mean, sometimes they bring the right games. So we haven't even told them. I mean, they've seen us podcasting. Let's take a friendly wager on if they have jokes ready. I'm going to say Gavin has a joke ready. Really? 
Yep. That's a shocking surprise. I know. Because he would be the last kid I would think would be ready. I like to live on the edge. Or you gave him one. I didn't give him one. I don't know any jokes. All right. Well, let's call the boys in for Boys Tell a Joke. Boys! All right, Gavin, you're up first. Step on up. What do ghosts put on their turkey? Ooh, what do ghosts put on their turkey? Gravy. What? Gravy. Oh, okay. okay. Gravy. Oh, that's a good Gravy. one that mommy okay. didn't even get it. <laughs> Gravy. Got it. Nice Thank work, you. Gavin. That's, that's a good one now that I get it. All right, Blake, you're up. Where does a ghost go on Saturday night? Where does a ghost go on Saturday night? Anywhere he could boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You are welcome. That was really nice, Blake. Good that, one. That was such a great joke. Yeah. I totally made it. I totally gave that to him because no, he couldn't find one. Oh, you gave it to him? Yeah. I mean, they're not. Fi- I'm like, bro, it's Monday night. Like, okay. And there's clickety-clack. Well, it's the last time you'll ever hear her on the podcast. The last time you'll ever hear the clickety-clack on the podcast. She's going to go into our bedroom and piss and shit. Um, all right, everybody. That wraps up another episode of Podful of Sunshine. I am sorry for crying all the time on this podcast today. Um, She's Diana. I am Diana, and you're Greg. And this is Greg. <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Podful of Sunshine. Follow us on Twitter at Podful of Sunshine. Or no e. Email us, Podful of Sunshine at gmail.com. Send us stories like Lynette. Like Lynette bringing her A game. And Monica's been slacking of late. So, Monica, Monica if you're slack. listening. I will say another awesome listener, Kara, did send a um, story, but we are going to hold that on to next week. Yeah, in case I don't get any stories this week. Exactly. Thanks, Kara. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Adios, machacho. Holler at your boys and girls. Bye now. Peace out. Y'all come back now, dear.